0: 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me, your road and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Brilliant. Thank you, Mercy. It's great to read the, the word of God together. Katie, will you, will you join me at the front? It's absolutely wonderful to have Katie with us. Katie was part of this church. Yay. Katie was part of the church for many, many years until, was it last summer? Last summer. Last summer. So it's wonderful to have you back speaking to us again. Over to you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, Yeah. It's good to be here again. Was here yesterday with lots of ladies in this room, which was great. And now it's great to have the family, the whole family together, which is lovely. Um, Oh, thank you. It's lovely to see so many people that I've known for a long time but haven't seen for a while, but also to see lots of new people, people I don't know at all. Great. It means the family of God is growing. And that's lovely. And good to see old friends as well who are visiting. Lovely to see you, Sarah. Um, as, as Alex said, my name is Katie. I am mother to three amazing men. And uh, I, I'm mother-in-law to three wonderful women. And I have now four fantastic grandchildren. And... Um, I love, love my family. I feel very blessed in my family. And um, I've been a Christian for almost 50 years, um, give, a, give or take a month or two. And um, I became a Christian at the age of 21. Quick maths will tell you, I'm almost 71. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I love following Jesus. It's so exciting. You know, I thought it was exciting when I started, but it's just as exciting now. And God is always leading us into the things that he's planned for us. And that's so good. That's what he wants to do with all of us. I'm just going to pray for a minute and then I'm going to start properly. Is that okay? Father, you are awesome. You are glorious. You are all powerful and you're here. And Jesus, we thank you for your saving grace and your amazing love for each one of us. Jesus, we want to be more like you. Holy Spirit, help us. Touch our lives, breathe new life into us today. Open our ears to hear you, your word to us and open our hearts to respond to you. I ask in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Yeah, and as Alex said last week, you started on this new series of changed thinking. And the great thing is, that changed thinking always leads to changed lives. You know, when we change the way we think about things, it affects everything that we do. And I listened to Phil's message from last week, it's great, do listen to it if you haven't listened to it, Um, about phones and devices. I wondered what the devices were, but it was a lot about phones, and I do understand that one. Uh, But I'm here today to talk about rest and leisure I'm going to put it the other way around because it's mainly about rest a little bit about leisure uh, what God has taught me about rest and even saying that word rest makes me go ah, relax but I wasn't always like that things have changed I started to think about rest at a time in my life when I really wasn't getting any rest at all and I was the mother of three young boys uh, with a husband who worked in London, so he was off early, back late. Um, My mother lived with us at that stage. My mother was totally deaf and heading into dementia. And I was teaching at a local school. My days were full. My nights were pretty full too. And I was frantic. I was, fair, I was what I call frazzled. My mother used to use that word, frazzled. And that's what I felt like. Uh, and, but I didn't know how to change it because all those things were positive things, good things. They were right things to be doing. How did I find time to rest? Um, so I talked to God about it. And the conversation went something like this. God, I am exhausted my life's all over the place. I know it needs to change. I need some rest, but I don't know how to do it. And God said, very simply, you need to stop. And I said, I can't stop. You need to help me. There's no way I can just stop. It was like, you know, you see hamsters on, the, on those little wheels going round, 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 round. We felt like that. You need to stop. And I said, but I don't see how I can do it. You're going to have to show me. Silence. So I thought, okay, I have to leave it there because I'm not going to spend all day arguing with God. But on the way home from school that evening, I parked the car as usual and I was just about to leap out of the car to cook a meal, make sure my mother was still okay and get into the evening routine. And God said, stop stop for one minute. And I thought, okay, I could do that. (laughs) And I sat in my seat in the car and I just let go for one minute. I breathed deeply and it just felt so good. And you know, after a minute, when I got out of the, car and went into the house, the children were not starving to death because they hadn't had their tea. My mother was fine. And I just said, Thank you, God. Thank you for that one minute of rest. And you know, that was where my journey started on thinking about rest, because I couldn't see how to do it. But I started small where God told me to. And I still do it now. Not always, but you know, if if it's a busy day and I'm going from one thing to another, I will sit in my car, maybe for one, two minutes, and I will just go, it's okay, peace. And just let God do what he wants to do in me. Some people have seen me sitting outside their house and I just sit in the car and don't get out and go in straight away. But that's fine, they say, are you all right? I say, yes, I'm absolutely fine. Because God knows what we need, doesn't he? And he will give us, give us what we need. And that was the beginning of my journey, really. But there's so much in the Bible about rest. So much. If you start looking in a concordance, there are hundreds of references to rest in the Bible. And when I, back then, I thought, well, I need to look at this. I need to dig into it a bit and find out about rest. And just how important it is. And it's right there from the start. You know, at creation God created the heavens and the earth and everything in them. And then in Genesis, it tells us on the seventh day, God rested from all his work, from all the work of creating that he had done. God rested. Now, I don't actually think God was exhausted, tired, or anything else, but he rested because the work was complete. And he set up a a principle, a, a rhythm, of rest. And we ignore that at our peril. God set up our world to run on very specific rhythms. He made night. He made day. He made the different seasons for different purposes. He made work and he made rest. And it's underlined when God gives Moses the Ten Commandments and, uh, and God says, remember The Sabbath day, the day of rest, by keeping it holy. Now, there's an awful lot you can say about Sabbath, and I'm I don't have time to go into that now in a big way, but just to say that Jesus Jesus brings that up in in Mark. He says, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is meant to be a blessing. Not another thing to think, oh, I must have a Sabbath so I can tick it off on my list. It's a blessing to us, a blessing of rest. And the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Because, you know, we, we were not created for the kind of speed we've grown accustomed to. I look at the world now, you know, from my, I have retired from my full-time job, I'm still very busy, but, you know, I look at the world now and my children and my grandchildren live in a very different, it's a very speedy world in lots of ways. Um, And we get out of rhythm very easily. Too much to do, not enough time to do it. I've heard that many times. But is that right? We have to take intentional steps to slow down. And this is actually good news. Uh, I'll come back to that in a minute. Think of that psalm we read at the beginning. Jesus is the good shepherd. And that psalm underlines God, God's heart for us, really. Yes, life is hard. We do walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The darkest valley it was in the, in the version we heard read. I like that. We do walk through those valleys. We do have an enemy. There is a battle going on. But in the midst of it all, the good shepherd knows we need to lie down in green pastures, to walk beside quiet waters, to have our souls restored. Not when the battle's all over and the work's all done, but right in the middle of it. You know, he spreads the table in, in front of our enemies, and you know, that's that's God. Yes. There are enemies. Yes, there's a battle going on. But God knows what we need in the midst of that. And it's important that it's not just after it's all over. And many of the Psalms talk about rest and sleep. Sleep is good too. The world is a tough time. The world is a a tough place to be at times. But God knows what we need. And he will give it to us. Why? Why do we have to stop and rest? so that we're ready for what God's got planned for us next. If we don't stop, we're exhausted, and God will say something to us, and we'll go, I can't do that yet. But if we rest, if we build in that rhythm of rest, then we're ready for what God's planned for us. And Jesus modeled this. He often went off by himself. He went to solitary places, one version says, or lonely places. And um, he encouraged his disciples to do the same. There's a time, I think it's in Mark, where he, the disciples don't even have time to eat. So he says, come away, come away with me and rest. He understands that as humans, we need rest. And sometimes, yes, I can remember not having time to eat when I had small children and I was working at school and all those kind of things, but Jesus says, Come. Come away and rest. And Jesus often withdrew. And even the night before his arrest, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. And he went there, it says, as usual, as was his habit, one version says. He went there to take time away from the hurly-burly, from the busyness of what was going on. And Jesus also got tired. I was surprised when I first read it. In the Bible, it's you know, he was fully God, but he was also fully man, and it's um, in John 4, and it says, Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well. Remember that story? He meets a woman. Jesus, as a man, was tired and he needed a moment to sit down. But what an amazing thing happened when he did, because no human being, none of us, has unlimited physical capacity. Nobody, even though some might like to think they have, nobody's got that. Everybody has limits. But Jesus met this woman at the well, and through her, through her, his conversation with her, the entire village came to know Jesus. That's an amazing way for a rest to, to, have, to produce something really positive. Now I haven't experienced anything quite as dramatic as that but I have known times where I felt I just need I just need to go for a walk that's one of my good ways of actually resting I walk I walk by the river or I used to down here we have got a river near us now so that's good too but I walk and sometimes I feel I just need to do that now and I bump into someone either someone I know or someone who I don't know who I just say hello to and they want to talk or they need some encouragement, or I can give them some hope. You know, actually those things are important and it's important to listen to God. And sometimes I stay at home and sit in a lovely armchair and think, okay, I'll have my rest here. And the doorbell goes. And that's that's good too, because God gives us the rest that we need, but we need to be available too to people. That's what Jesus was like. He knew he needed rest but he also knew he was going to be available. So I asked a number of people that I met um, in in our new surroundings of Fairford in Gloucestershire about rest and leisure. I asked some of my family members and I asked people, random people that I met. And um, there were some very negative responses, some positive, but some very negative. One person said, I don't have time to rest. There are too many things to do. Okay. Somebody said, I try, but I'm too busy. Busy, that's not a good word all the time. Oh yes, gosh, I'll read you this one. I can't, everyone around me is busy so I have to keep going. I'll rest when it all quietens down. I have to tell you, it never will. (laughs) But there were some positives. Yes, I rest. It's a time to still my mind and listen to God. Yes. So my question then is, who are we listening to? whose voice is the most important is it god's voice or the voice of the world the voice of other people we hear both but which is the most important um, alex said at the beginning about romans trial i'm sorry i forgot to look when i started so you'll have to tell me when to stop that so, okay <laughs> i forgot to look I have no idea. Um, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, the NLT says, don't copy the behavior and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. See, we've only got two options. We can conform to the world, or we can be transformed. Transformed those are our two options but we have to change our thinking we have to change our thinking it doesn't just happen we have to make it happen it's not part of the world's vision for the 21st century to take these periods of rest but it has to be part of our vision it is countercultural it doesn't fit with the world but it's vital for our well-being And God is inviting us to get off the treadmill of activity and simply rest. It's not easy, but it needs to start somewhere. And for me, it started with that one minute. But it's not just physical rest we need. I think we all know we need physical rest from time to time. We have to sleep. But we need rest for our minds because our minds can go into overdrive. I can remember as a student, actually before I was a Christian, thinking... My mind is just almost going to explode. It was whirling. uh, It was exam time. and, And I was just thinking, I don't really know what to do with this. But as a Christian, we have a choice. We need our minds renewed, and God will help us to do that. And Phil talked last week about screens and phones and things. Yes, we need rest from those, most definitely. We need time to slow down and just enjoy what God has put around us. You know, even a walk through the park, if you're just resting as you walk, you notice things. I love the bark of trees. I love the river. I love plants. You know, and you see all these things in nature. But things like, you know, if you love paintings, if you love sculpture, if you love music, we can rest in all those things because we can enjoy them. One of, one of the children I used to teach just so loved music that whenever, when, this is when I taught little as opposed to big ones, but um, whenever there was music on, you could see him stop. Whatever he was doing, he would stop and he would just go. And then he would start to sway. And it was almost we need to be like children sometimes, not necessarily swaying every time you hear music, but, but actually to enjoy these things. These things are good for us. But above all, we need spiritual rest time to pray, time to read God's word, time to sit at the feet of Jesus and receive from him what we need, to pause and simply enjoy God and allow the Holy Spirit to refresh us. It's not a luxury, it's absolutely essential. If we don't, we'll never be ready for God's next step. There's a, there's a lovely psalm, Psalm 62. My soul finds rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Trust in him at all times, O oh people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. The world tells us that long hours of work and activity are inevitable and inescapable. that we can't escape the more, more, more that's demanded. But it's not true, it's not true. The fact is, that kind of living is unhealthy and actually unsustainable. We need a balance of work and rest. We need God's rhythm for our lives. Now it takes courage to rest in a world that says keep going, takes courage. It also takes trust trust that God will look after all the details of our lives and we don't have to work and be active every waking moment. See, what I believe is that God wants us as a community, us, I still include myself with you, us as a community of rest and peace in a world of hurry and exhaustion. You know, as Christians we are supposed to be different and that is one way we can be different. The world is going mad doing more and more and more and spinning faster and faster and faster. We could be a community of rest and peace in the middle of that. Practically, it's different for all of us. We're all in different seasons of life. I understand that. And we may well need other people's help with this. I'm going to quote Simeon here. Where's Simeon? Right, I'm quoting you, Simeon, from the magazine, the January magazine. It says, we are not just a group. We're a family That means we feel a commitment to help each other. Some people will need practical help. That's what Simeon says, so I think that's right. We are the family of God, we're here for one another. And if you're in the season of young children, I remember it well, you may well need to enlist somebody else's help to help you get through it. I did. It's great, you just rely on other parts of the family to help you. I haven't spoke much about leisure because I think it kind of comes out of rest. But leisure, we need to work out for ourselves what we'll do and how. We don't all rest and, and do things in the same way. And I wouldn't presume to tell you how to do it. But um, i see my children when they were younger, my boys, they were all teenagers. And they used to be really invigorated and energized by surfing or playing a game of rugby, and they'd come back full of life, ready to go. And I'm thinking, you should be shattered. But that was their, that was their kind of leisure, because that was what did them good. And for me, that was not the same. Um, but some people like to sit, rest, take time out. I like a good walk. I can walk for ages, and I love it. Um, And I've actually got some hills where we've moved to. That's really good, too. Um, Some people run, and they find that is a good way to spend their leisure time. I find baking very restful. One of my daughters-in-law doesn't at all. She says, oh, it's too fiddly. But I love baking. I find it really restful. Some people like to eat the results of the baking. That's fine. Sometimes I like to be on my own. Sometimes I like to be in company. It it really doesn't matter. Something's just fallen, but there we go. The important thing is to recognize that God didn't call us to live busy lives. He called us to live fruitful lives. Not busy lives. Fruitful lives. There's a big difference. And the call to follow Jesus... It's not a call to do more. It's actually a call to do less. To slow down, simplify our lives. (coughs) Not fill them with more and more things on top of what's already there. So here we are at City Church on Sunday morning. We have time to rest in the presence of God. With the family of God. And no one is here by accident this morning. In a few minutes, we're going to take communion together. And ultimately... Jesus is the answer to all our questions. In Jesus, God has provided for our weary souls. Augustine, one of the very early church fathers said, thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless till they rest in thee. Old fashioned language, but you get the gist. God is the place where we find rest. And if you don't yet know God, you don't know Jesus, you've never met him, you can. At any time, you can find rest in him. And if you don't know Jesus, please come and talk to somebody. Please talk to somebody before you leave here, and we'll gladly help you. But also, if you know Jesus, and you know you need some rest, why don't you use this time of communion to talk to God about it? I feel there are people here who who need rest, whose minds are full of fear and worry, particularly about day-to-day things and the future. You need rest from from that. You need to know God's rest from that. God knows and he has an answer. It's not just that he'll say, there, there. He'll say, this is your next step and your next step and your next step. And we need to respond to that call to rest in God, to abide in him, to trust him, to trust that he won't let things fall apart. It takes time to train our minds, but God will help us. And maybe you're just here and you think, actually, I just need to slow down. Might even need to stop for one minute. Talk to our loving Heavenly Father. And talk to the prayer team afterwards. I'm sure there'll be a prayer team because they will gladly help you, pray for you. And we need to ask the Holy Spirit for his help. Um, I wonder if you could come back just for a minute. And and we'll just remember all that Jesus has done for us. We are so thankful that Jesus died for us on that cross to bring us to God and into that amazing rest and he rose from the dead so that we could know life in all its fullness. That's what Jesus promised us, wasn't it? Life in all its fullness, not just survival, but life, life in all its fullness. I'm going to read two scriptures and then if you're following Jesus, please come and take bread and wine from either side here. Talk to God. Even if you think, I'm getting lots of rest. Maybe, maybe talk to him about that and see what he's saying. See what he wants <laughs> for you next. Because if you're rested up, he's got something for you to do. So let's just stand together, if you wouldn't mind. In the book of, of Jeremiah, this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. And Jesus said, come, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Let's worship God together, and then take the bread and wine as we're ready.